Hello everybody and welcome to Sound of Play. Yeah. 
every Wednesday in Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. And joining me, Leon Cox, in Sound of Play 279 is from the Kane and Rince team, Brian Edwards. Hello, Leon. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. I'm excited to be back. Thanks for joining me and uh, bringing a selection of tunes, uh, some contemporary ones and a couple of oldies. Uh, we've sort of got a uh, almost a half and half show today, as far as nine tracks can be half and half. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we start off in the year of 2020 and some new tunes. And then we go back into the, the mists of time, Brian's... <laughs> Games of Youth and, uh, uh, and a few yeah. requests as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the one for sure. Uh, okay. But... <laughs> uh, so we've already heard uh, the uplifting sounds of friend of the show, Kenny Young, Kenneth C.M. Young, as he is known in credits, from the recent Astros Playroom. So we are both lucky folks not to wave it in everyone's face, people who are still trying to get hold of one, but I th we think we both have playstation fives yeah um i was very lucky in the fact that i was not able to secure one myself like most people um but i had a friend of mine who is currently home um because of the covid uh crisis mm -hmm. and, and has been working from home so he was just kind of able to be vigilant more than i was for when wario 64 would say <laughs> um you know orders were up and at different I locations and, and he was able to to snag one for me so you know very very thankful would not have been able to do it on my own that's for sure yeah same shout out goes from me to our very own james carter who was uh, diligent with his pre-orders and snagged a few and uh let me buy one off him effectively mm -hmm. uh didn't manage the same with the series x but uh yeah stock is still scarce yeah. to say the least of yeah. that puppy um yeah there's twice i'm signed up to one of these discord servers that gives you alerts of stock uh, because obviously it's um you can't always be on twitter kind of mm -hmm. thing uh although i'm also signed up to a few of those accounts and uh yeah it's been that since i signed up to it several weeks ago there's been two stock alerts that's all and oh, uh, and they've both yeah. gone within minutes and uh if you signed on tried to sign on the website at the time it's like you are in a queue of thirteen thousand people <laughs> you have two minutes to complete your order yeah, yeah that oh kind of thing boy. so yeah. it'll it'll be fine in the end but uh yeah, yeah frustrating were, times yeah no doubt um they they were talking uh i believe it was this week the both both companies sony and microsoft had press releases saying that they think early next year, I think both they said, I think Microsoft said wide avail availability by March, um, which is to be expected, God. I guess. But that's yeah. still a wait. That's still a wait. It is a wait. Yeah. It's uh, hampering my plans for the games I need to play for uh, for the next volume of, oh, yeah. of the Kane and Rinse podcast, but uh, only because I want them as to look as good and load as fast <laughs> right, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'll, I'll manage to slum it with my Xbox One X until then anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the treats I think that many have enjoyed the pre-installed game that comes yeah is free with the free with the console from the marvelous Asobi Studio at Sony, Japanese team, but they uh, they seem to enjoy Kenny's music, so mm. a Japanese team with a Scottish composer, which I like, and yeah, so Astro's Playroom is sort of a continuation of uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, the the game that beautifully showed off. The uh, their both their skill as a developer of 3D platform games and also the Sony 
PlayStation VR. Yeah, really the but this time for PSVR, I think. If I, yeah. I want to sit somebody down and really impress them, there's things that might look better, but uh, I just... Sure. That, 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 it, oh, man, that game is just something else. And, yeah, and so they kind of did it again. It's a bit more bite-sized. It's not like a massive game, although there's plenty of content in there for free. Astro's Playroom is kind of a... It's, it, I guess it's, it's a, it serves a dual purpose, really. It's both a tech demo of a number of the features of particularly the DualSense controller, but also the tech itself, the, the, the actual PlayStation 5 architecture. But it also serves as the most uh, sort of um, heartwarming, nostalgic look back at the history of the PlayStation brand. And it's, mm-hmm. of course, we it's very easy to be cynical about such things, but... And some of it is literally you're you're collecting a model of a bit of kit that you used to plug <laughs> yeah. in the back of your PS2 or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> I've never been so happy to see a 3D rendered model of the PS2 <laughs> four-way multi-tap. But there it was. Exactly. You know, like. Exactly. <laughs> and and it is that. But in between all those those lovely bits of nostalgia, there's this uh, there's this pretty delightful, fairly I would say you know kind of high tier uh, 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it really it took. I shouldn't say it took me by surprise because I loved uh, Astrobot mm. Rescue Mission. Um, but yeah, it just it, for for a pack in game for that. I think like a, like you automatically have some assumptions about like the quality and the length and other things about it, and mm. and this just exceeded every one of them. Uh, I mean, not just visually, the controller obviously has been a lot of talking points about that. It's 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 pretty amazing. Um, but. But yeah, just just the quality and fun of playing through these levels. Um, I I found myself just um, you know I I had uh, that and I had Miles Morales and and I I just found myself drawn to Astro, you know. And yeah, um, a big part of that is the soundtrack. Some of it is reused yeah. from um, from Astro's uh, okay. rescue mission. Yeah, but just just really in kind of motifs and themes. But this soundtrack is much more robust than the than the VR game for sure. Mm, interesting. So yeah, there's a few actual songs in there which definitely raised a chuckle with me there's the uh the ssd one yeah. <laughs> um yeah. so yeah the, the the levels are sort of loosely set although once you're in them it doesn't bear that much sort of relationship to them it's once you're in the the, the different sub worlds it's more about demonstrating the the controller and, and the things like that but the overarching hub world is you've got a you've got a ssd and you've got the I can't remember what else the different components of a console basically yeah you got cool cooling springs so cooling, for the cooling for the cooling yeah. fans and stuff and yeah and there's the GPU obviously which we just heard and then um I can't remember the other one but yeah yeah so the GPU song is uh is a fully lyriced uh, and yeah four minute long we've already heard its song basically a pian to the the majesty of the graphics chip <laughs> yeah <laughs> I um so. When when you're playing through the level, you can see um, you know different like screens around the level that has like a, basically mm. a, a like a almost an eight bitish like smiley computer monitor face yeah. that's singing the lyrics of the song. And um, it took me a minute to realize that, uh, that it was lyrics, obviously, because it's very kind of electronic vocals. Um, yeah, treaty um, voice. So I just found myself. I just sat in the in the level for uh, four minutes and just waited until it completely recycled and i just couldn't believe more new lyrics kept coming you know what i mean like it's like like it kept going going like this is a full song and then it has that wonderful key change in the chorus that just made me like it just i just like it's one of those things i'm grinning from ear to ear with my headphones on my wife's looking over me she's like what's going on i'm like i'm just listening to this song (laughs) it's just like it just man it's just pure joy from from that one for me 
Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the little chippy LCD or LED faces uh, is lip synced to the entire thing as well, <laughs> yeah, in in, pretty... in, a, in a fairly simplistic way. But yeah, and then if, so, if yes. you, as you go further through the level, there's a couple little secret rooms that have the all the lyrics like printed on oh, really? stone walls, like 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 it, they were etched there, like by some ancient civilization. It's, it's right, pretty, like they're it's... a mantra or a, or a <laughs> yeah. word from God kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's uh, kind of yeah. makes sense. It's pretty good. I I I enjoyed I and not and I I enjoy the song as well, but just the whole experience just kind of a it really it just it just hit me. I've gone back to that soundtrack a number of times now. Yeah, more of that kind of thing, please, console makers, pack-ins mm-hmm. and freebies and things that make you feel good about your purchase. It goes a long way, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now uh, another 2020 piece, Brian. Tell mm-hmm. us all about uh, this one from uh, Eichenfeld. Yeah, I um. Uh, I've been very lucky this year in, in that, um, and like a lot of others, Game Pass has just been, I mean, Game Pass is a treat no matter what. Um, it's amazing to be able to dip in and try some things, but Game Pass has served up some some all-timers for me this year, and, yeah. and Eichenfell is one of them for me. Um, uh, that and CrossCode are probably my two biggest ones from the year that I just fell in love with. Um, both have similarities. They're, um, they're, they're, uh, uh, CrossCode is an art, action RPG, but Eichenfell is a much more traditional RPG with some like tactic mechanics. Um, and basically it's, um, there's a, a, a school for witches in the woods, um, that, um, that your sister, uh, attends and you are playing the role of, of the sister who they, she hasn't been able to get in touch with the school. So she's going to the school to check on her sister and, and all sorts of demonic forces and everything else kind of ensues. But the game is very, pleasant it's a game about hope and um and about sisterhood and about uh friendship and family and so exploring this kind of this this magical school it set in the woods it was was a really wonderful experience uh for me this this year earlier this fall um but and the music is is very good because it, it kind of uh, much like the art style it tries to marry some modern elements with with very 16-bit inspired music graphics and, mm. and things like that and, and i think this um this is the main battle theme um uh rhythm of the wild that it, it does it does a great job of marrying all those things together um and it's also it's so pleasant for a battle theme normally i expect battle themes to and this is i'd say this is upbeat but it's not like in your face kind of like you know getting ready for a fight this is much more like a you know, like a taking a walk through the woods, kind of you know, encountering some mystery, encountering some trouble, but um, uh, just a just just an absolutely beautiful track that mixes these kind of like guitar and these synth waves kind of coming together, and it just um, it just it just hit for me in the right way. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Battle One, or Rhythm of the Wild, from Iconfell. Happy Ray Games. I wonder if that means all their games are going to be positive and light <laughs> yeah. and full of hope. Uh, so the composers there, Ivy and Surashu, I understand that they were the folks behind the music for the Steven Universe cartoon. Yes, yep. Um, I, I had not actually heard of them. I, uh, I had heard some of their music uh, before, right. which I, I uh, was um, unaware that it was them. But yeah, they, they're kind of known for doing a mashup of kind of uh, strings and chiptune things, which is interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, Part uh, of the Materia collected who, Collective, who we featured yeah. a number of times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Amazing stuff. Good. To, uh, we should say as well that uh, while that is available on Game Pass, I suspect for both Xbox and PC, if you've got Ultimate, uh, you can just get the game on PC, Mac, Switch or PS4 mm. as well, if you're interested. Um, I played a lot of this game uh, via the xCloud streaming service. So it is on there. Okay. So, you can, so, I, so I played probably half this game, half of this game on the television, the other half on my Android phone um, with a and it worked well. To it. Oh, yeah, it worked great. Um, over my own local Wi-Fi, so and and I don't this game I don't think would be particularly taxing and like for frame dips and other stuff like that it's not nothing that would uh, really throw you off that much. So I haven't even dabbled in the world of X Cloud yet. It's cool. I uh, you know for me it's a parenting thing. Like uh, the kids, sure. the kid want the kids want to use the TV and and if I yep. can get a uh, you know half an hour, forty five minutes in you know during the middle of the day on my phone, I always. Uh, I try to take advantage yeah. of that, but um, a bit like remote play with uh, Vita, yeah, PS Five, yeah, exactly, uh, PS Four, sorry, yeah. But now you can play remote PS Five on your PS Four if mm-hmm. you want as yeah. well. <laughs> Next up, we have some Shoji Meguro, one of our probably most commonly featured composers, thanks to uh, several of the team's love of all things Persona. <laughs> this one, a bit of a mystery to me, but uh, but that doesn't matter because Jade Phoenix requested it. And Jade says, I'm a huge fan of both the Persona games and the Warriors beat-em-up games, especially the ones based on other franchises I've loved. So I was naturally super excited when Atlas announced they were working on uh, working with Koei Tecmo on a Warriors-inspired Persona 5 sequel. One of the biggest reasons was the prospect of getting some awesome metal remixes of the already fantastic Persona 5 soundtrack, and this version of Last Surprise does not disappoint. This is Last Surprise Remix full from Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers.
Shoji Megaro, Omega Force and P Studio are the developers of the uh, the Warriors Alike Persona 5. Of course there's one. I didn't know, but uh, they've done a fighting game. They've done dancing games. There's more music games to come uh, or rhythm games, I should say. And yeah, so there's also a Persona Warriors game. You know you've made it as a franchise when you can just throw the IP at every other genre and make <laughs> yeah. it stick. Yeah, then they. You a Persona guy? I can't uh, remember. I, I, I mean, uh, you like you like almost everything, Brian. You're a bit like me, aren't you? You're just wildly enthusiastic about video games. For yeah, the most part. I, I there are very few that I don't um, at least dabble in. I, you know, yeah. I'm one of those people that um, that would probably annoy some hardcore Persona fans. Is that I know I've got two save files right now, um, one Persona Four Gold and one Persona Five that have fifty plus hours on them, both of them. Okay, but I've right. but I've never finished either game. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, just it's. It it becomes a time thing for me. They're long. And I, yeah, they're I, long. Yeah, they are. Um, but the music is undoubtedly, you know, one of the one of the reasons, one of the draws. Um, yeah, this um, yeah, the last surprise is actually are, no. So, are, have you done the Persona games, Leon? No, no. Yeah. Again, I I I own uh three, four, and now five, courtesy of the new PlayStation yeah. Five plus thing yeah. although it's annoyingly not the royal version of course but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah right. so i've got all those in my library uh with every intention of sunday blah 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 yada 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 yeah. you know the drill oh absolutely yeah um i, I live that life myself <laughs> yeah but um but yeah so uh last surprise is actually one of the main battle themes um right and i i remember i was when i was when i was playing through persona 5 when the battle theme had vocals to it, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. normally battle themes are like you expect from a JRPG, kind of like the one we heard from Mike and Fell earlier, just like 
you know, a little repetitive, a short, you know, like one, maybe two minute track that just can repeat very easily. Uh, but yeah. of course, um, last surprise has to be a, like a four minute opus, you know, with, mm. with three verses and a bridge and two chord changes and, you know, like uh, or key changes. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. How does it function in the sense of is is it kicking in every time you're getting into a like a, a, a small random skirmish and then you have to listen from the start again or does it pick back up yeah. where it left off? Yeah, so there's like that first that um that first like string run that I'm gonna horribly reproduce with my voice, like da 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 like that's every time mm. you start a battle you hear the, like that's like the kind of stinger yeah. to, to, to enter. Sure. Um and uh and then yeah, so the the one the that's used in persona five proper is more subdued than this, but it's still pretty, it, I mean, it's, it's more funky than this. This is definitely more metal inspired. So it yes. was, this was great to listen to. I put the, the whole OST for persona five scramble on my, on my YouTube watch list. So I could go through it at a, at another time. Um, Cause my, my son and I were listening to the persona five soundtrack yesterday, actually. So. Um, ah, very good. And he, are you a warrior's, player you know oh, uh, that series the only one i've ever played was hyrule warriors so yeah um, i'm gonna get same. age of calamity yeah. at some point um but yes but no i um i but after the f- fun i had with hyrule warriors i think that yeah. like i like persona 5 enough to give it a shot um yeah i also kind of want to try out those um they, they make a dungeon crawler too don't they at persona q like isn't that oh like, yeah those well, are supposed well, to be good well too. remembered yeah um so yeah I've those are based those, on the etrian but... odyssey games aren't they yeah yeah. I actually have a copy of uh, Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth. Is what, I think that's what that's called. And Etrian Odyssey Four that a friend just gave to me. They were clearing out, like they just oh, were, nice. didn't have the 3DS stuff. So I've got those again. Those are on the list of. I'll totally get to those someday. Um, Requires actual <laughs> map making. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Etrian Odyssey he, games. My buddy said, yeah, he said you were gonna want to get some graph paper, and that's when I like I both became intrigued and scared at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, so, that yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I've got so many games like that on my on my still haven't got around to playing list. Yeah. Uh Hello Crusader Kings 3. Um yeah, uh Persona fans, if you've been long listening to this or and or our other podcast Caden Rince, you'll know that we've done some Persona stuff. We've covered both Persona 4 in uh podcast issue 80 some years ago and then five much more recently in 368 and we also did a special sound of play all dedicated to persona music that was sound of play 70 yeah that 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 sound of play um all sound of play obviously is fantastic leon you know never (laughs) i would never besmirch an episode but that sound of play particularly is is if you have any persona love hearing yeah it was i believe it was josh and leah did that yes Um, yes they just hearing the way they talk about persona music oh yeah listen to it's just oh it's just that you could they clearly had so much fun recording that episode too so like it, it's it's just a really wonderful listen marvelous now we've already mentioned the game uh it's been a bit of a talking point this year i think starting with its early marketing really uh i know that uh our friend david over from uh, tcgs podcast he had his suspicions early on that there was <laughs> yeah. more to bug snacks than met the eye and yeah. uh and i believe without let's not do any spoilers but I think it's okay to say I think he was right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was right. Um. And and not going into any spoilers from that. There is there is more to bug snacks than meets the eye for sure. Yeah. So I played I played like the first half an hour just to because it was there as an, an actual PS5 yeah. game on the morning of PS5. Now I think you did the same probably with similar intentions. And mm-hmm. then didn't you end up finishing the whole thing? Yeah, I platinumed it. <laughs> like <laughs> like over the course of two days, I put I um. 
So not to not to be grim or I know that the, the state of the world is what it is. Um, but I had to get um, a covid test because I came into contact with somebody yeah. at, at work who who had uh, symptoms. I was fine and I and I got a negative test result, fortunately. Um, but I just found myself kind of at home for two days. Um, so I put uh, 12 hours into bug snacks over the course of two days. Yeah. and flattened What a it. way to do it. Yeah, Unless, it was um, you know. uh, a, you know. I, I am enthusiastic. I'm very positive about video games in general. I try to beat see the good in most of them, but there's something just about this. Like it hit hit on all of my weird vibes already. I liked mm. I liked Young Horses' first game, Octo. I'm not sure if it was their first game, but their previous game, Octodad. Um, oh, they were the Octodad folks, yeah. right? I thought yeah. it was fun, but it, I didn't like stick with me past the first couple. It was like, slight, yes, uh, um, and it was based on a joke. Yeah. Really, it's it a kind <laughs> yeah. of. It made me think of yeah, like one of those films that was clearly a sketch. <laughs> turned into a feature yeah. feature yeah. film yeah um like but this has more substance right yeah no I, I i adore this game um it's wonderful it'll be on my top 10 this year for sure um cool uh and yeah I, it's it combines a lot of things that i already am, am predisposed to like i like pokemon um i like puzzle games i like i like you know bright colorful positive games with a bunch you know, it, it's just it has it hit on a lot of levels for me and and the story is 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 sweet as well in this game about relationships and fun and um, this song that I picked, "Sunrise Over Snack Dude Island," is actually the the song that plays on the the title screen before you hit start, select your um um to select your game. And and I don't okay. heard the first thirty seconds of it multiple times, but it wasn't until you're actually playing through in the game that you hear the entire piece. And um, much like Bug Snacks itself, it it's it's very uh upbeat and sweet and positive and major and key. But then as you get kind of into it the note structure kind of becomes a little bit off tune intentionally mm. like there's yeah. clearly some mystery there something's not quite right and um and yeah it, it it's a great representation of the game in my opinion and uh and yeah i've uh, and i i've listened to this a bunch of the soundtrack since uh, finishing and this is the this is the track that i keep coming back to
Seth Parker's Sunrise Over Snacktooth Island from Bug Snacks. Also available on PC, Mac and PS4 at the moment, I think. So you don't need a PS5 to play it. But it is uh, PS Plus with PS5, mm-hmm. which is very nice. And I, I will uh, say uh, that not to, again, uh, with the PS5, I think the only reason I platinumed it is because um, I, at the end I had to kind of just go back and mop up a bunch of Bug Snacks I hadn't caught yet. Yeah, um, right. And loading between areas yes. is instantaneous it makes it doing it, it makes it makes the tedious yeah. so far less tedious so that that is ad, as advertised and um i'm i am a major corporate shill for sony they're paying me hundreds of thousands of dollars to save these <laughs> yeah, things I wish, um, yeah. yeah right um yeah but no it is they don't it is send quite... us anything folks we don't get anything from sony <laughs> i used to be on their mailing list when i was briefly a pro journalist but uh but you know i'm of no interest to them now <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's so true. And I saw people commenting on day one of PS5, like, "Hey, I've stopped Doom scrolling between yeah, it's wild sections of games." Yeah. So like, it's get it's actually helping as people wean off that sort of negative side of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, it, yeah, it was it definitely made that process like like it went from like, "Am I gonna platinum this game?" to like, "Oh, I'm I'm totally gonna like, why wouldn't I? It, yeah. It's not gonna take that long. It's a it's much less of the game wasting my time in quotes, you know, I'm wasting my own time, obviously, but, um, they like, it's, yeah, it made it awesome. I've, I've platinum three games on the PS5 so far. And, yeah, and I'm not, interesting, a, isn't it? I'm not a trophy guy necessarily. No. I'm much more of achievement person, but, um, I'm kind of getting that way, um, mm. now because it's just, it's been so, so refreshing and fun to go back to do little things. And, uh, I don't know really anything about Seth Parker, the composer. Have you got any familiarity and is the no. rest of the soundtrack, no. cons- uh, is that representative? Yeah, it is. Um, there's uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of ambient noise soundtrack, like a, with little music in the background. But um, a lot of times, the music kind of is the on the back burner, and you're actually listening to the sounds of the bug snacks to try to find out where they are or catch them and things like that. So it's not necessarily unless you're in like the camp um, area, then the music, the camp music is also fantastic, and they have you know. And every theme has a different version for nighttime, rain, you know, uh, you know, uh, make all the changes yeah, you want. But right. um, but yeah, most of the time the music is kind of understated. This is the this is the one track I'd say that is a proper start to finish song with movements and everything else. I would, I, nice. I, not to belittle the other uh, music, of course. Um, but hmm. all right, uh, now we're into the vintage section of this sound of play. <laughs> Heading back first to well. 1988 but by way of 2002 because of the version we are featuring blue all day requested uh upbeat up tempo and always driving forward it's like the notes are imploring you to attack 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 but in this game's case attack yourself this is battle scene one by nobuo uematsu of course from the second final fantasy Thank you. 
So that's the arranged version that you will have heard if you've played Final Fantasy 2 on PlayStation or PSP, probably, or any of the, the more recent re-releases. Uh, the original NES sound, if you love that, well, you've got some treats coming up. Uh, was Final Fantasy two one of the one of the ones you made your way through? Um, yes, during the the great year of was, Final Fantasy. Yeah, two years of Final Fantasy we did for Kane and Rince. Oh, and, two years, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I uh, I was still yeah I was still there at the start. I had uh, I had one and two uh, on GBA. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. the the double pack. Uh, so yes, I heard that theme a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I bet for sure. But yeah, it's a good. Uh, as you say, you've got to have a good, got to have a good battle theme mm-hmm. in a JRPG. Yeah, it's the third one we've if, had on the show too, which is interesting. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah. Huh. So yes, but actually, now diving back further uh, into the actual NES sound chip days. Now I know this game better as the arcade version, mm-hmm. but uh, as I'm sure for many Americans in particular, because we, I think we talked about this many times, but the NES arrived in the UK very, very late. Yeah. Uh, late 80s, possibly even early 90s. No, no, it was late 80s. Um, And so, yes, and I was a a child of the arcades and home computers being a British Mm -hmm. kid. So I played all the arcade machines. But of course, for for US kids, the NES was king and and you would get all these prime home conversions, some of which (laughs) were very successful, some of which weren't. Uh, How was Gunsmoke? Have you had the chance to compare it to the original coin-op? Um, well, I actually was lucky enough two years ago to a, to go to an arcade in um, New Hampshire called Fun Spot. It's where they ah, filmed the, yeah, yeah. the Donkey Kong, uh, King of Kong documentary. Um, yeah. I went there with a couple of friends, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a Gunsmoke cabinet in the wild. Um, so I played it there and loved it. Um, I had the NES version as a child. I remember, it was one of my father's favorite games because um, mm. um, he Cowboys. was kind of, he was a, ch- um, his first video game experience that he was really into was river raid i think i've talked to you about that on a 2600 and one of my faves yeah so yeah so my dad was really into river raid so his concept of games at the time was like he liked a game that had a lane and you were moving up the screen (laughs) and Gunsmoke was that you know you're you're walking as your cowboy you know as you're walking up the streets but it was like the visual language of it to him just made sense so i remember watching my dad play a lot of gunsmoke um and i played a bunch when i got a little older too and um i really found it just uh i found the idea of having to find the criminals wanted poster before the boss would appear and all sorts of stuff like it just it was it was really neat i thought at the time i thought the graphics were very impressive on the nes um everything looked very realistic um like there was a the variety of weapons and getting the horse and um, like mm. like when you'd when you'd uh, <laughs> when you'd shoot an enemy out of the top window of a saloon they'd actually fall down onto the street like all that stuff <laughs> yeah. like like as a five year old in, in 1988 seeing this just blowing my mind you know like yeah. what it was like uh, can graphics get any better than this um, yeah and, absolutely because uh, people just used to disappear and, yeah, or just exactly. turn into some pixels yeah yeah so um so yeah it was um yeah and we me my brother and I spent hours playing this game um. Going back to it now, there are some, uh, I would say, troubling things with, um, like, many other representations of Westerns from the time yep, with how sure. things like Native Americans and other races mm. are uh, portrayed in the game. So I will say that yeah. if you go back to it, um, uh, th- those things should not be washed away or forgiven, um, but it should also be viewed through the lens of the time. Um, 
And, uh, and the fact so, that it was kind of an homage to Hollywood yeah. westerns of an even earlier era, yeah, yeah, which exactly. were even more pit- politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. And yes, so, not to excuse it, but it's 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 understandable why they're there, if not a positive thing. Right. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, the game. I think the game still holds up. It's one of um. I have a, a pretty large NES collection that I go back to frequently, and a lot of my friends basically use me i'm not sure if they're my friends or if i'm just the purveyor of their childhood <laughs> to them because they can come <laughs> over and plop in a cartridge but uh we go back to gunsmoke frequently see how far we can get you know have a couple beers have a laugh or two and um and and yeah it's always a good time The Hicksville theme from the NES version by Junko Tamiya with the original arcade music being by Ayako Mori from Capcom's Gunsmoke or Gun.Smoke. Uh, I, I've always liked that point in the middle. Yeah. I don't know why it's there. Yeah, me either. It's just a thing. Uh, you know, I was... I, there might be something to the fact that in America there was a popular television show called Gunsmoke. So maybe it was a 
If this oh, wasn't a licensed product, maybe it was yeah. some way around copyright. That's I don't probably know. it. Yeah, that is. You've probably solved it right there. Yeah. Uh, why the Hicksville theme in particular? Did it, did it just bring memories back, flooding more? Than- That's the first level. So right. that is easily it's the, the one, one you heard the most. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the one. So um, it, the 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 tracks do repeat over time. I believe there's eight, seven or eight levels. Um, I can't, honestly can't tell you how far we ever got. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, but that was the one that like. Like I sent when I was uh, found out I was going to be on the show today, I sent my brother the the clip to the uh, uh, the YouTube video, and he his reply was just the Gunsmoke music in with an exclamation point because this is like when we think of yeah. the Gunsmoke music, this is the song. So right, yeah. So Capcom always used to bundle that in with their Wolf of the Battlefield or Commando games uh, when they when they did the Capcom Generations compilations. Oh, cool. They would uh, sort of loosely. Put, because it's a vertically scrolling run and gun mm-hmm. uh, top down, it sort of fit with. I think. I think uh, Gunsmoke predated Commando. Was it after Commando? Maybe it was I'm after sure. Commando actually. Uh, but yeah, obviously Mercs came later, um, and those two had military settings. But Gunsmoke, obviously Wild West. The probably the one of the most notable things about the original Gunsmoke and how it doesn't always translate that well to home systems is the slightly bizarre control method so you've got a fire to the left which is because you got two you got twin six shooters if you fire to the left you're firing almost straight ahead and off to a like a 45 degree Mm -hmm. angle to the left yep and same to the right and then there's a shoot two shots straight up the middle which um gave it a bit of depth compared to some stuff around at the time but it's also it was a bit of a, a brain scrambler at times yeah I, how did that how did that work on the NES? It worked the same way. Um but it but it was it was a uh, fire button I want to say it was assigned to the B button and basically your directionals so you could diagonal so you could go up the, up the middle and then left and right. So uh, you'd be find yourself in situations where especially in certain levels you could just like park down in a bottom corner and just fire like up to the right and hopefully and kind of like catch everybody in one sweep um and yeah. uh, the one thing that I remember really liking about it is how you could um you could move and this is going to seem simple now, but how you could move both left and right and forward and backward. So you could kind of position mm. yourself and, and sometimes, you know, you'd be, you, what would feel like an impossible position. You could actually go, go up front and get a wave of bullets behind you and then kind of fight in between the waves. And, um, mm. yeah, it was, a uh, it, yeah, it blew my mind at the time. It also, uh, made me incredibly comfortable with murder <laughs> because you were just mowing down Good. hundreds of Western people. So, um, obviously, had uh, super negative effects on my development, but um, yeah, as has been proven over times. But yeah, here we are, and yeah. now you're the <laughs> sheriff of the county. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I went into law enforcement. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> now we have. Well, this is a blast from the not so distant past, but long ago enough. Twenty ten, ten years ago. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd forgotten how uh, dramatic this was for a, what is essentially a, a cinematic arcade racer. Gassy the Cat from Twitter, who uh, is one of our most uh, regular sort of contributors on Twitter in terms of actually uh, giving us nice feedback about Sound of Play and stuff. So much appreciated, Gassy. Uh, Gassy says Sound of Play has featured Split Second before, but not Mark Canham's main theme, which, like the game, has aged well in 10 years. Races are like OTT action movie sequences with explosions and toppling buildings, and this track sets the scene perfectly.
split second there or split second velocity as i think it was known in some territories or in development but yeah it just came out a split slash second in the end from uh local to me studio black rock where uh, i once had a job interview next door not the same place but uh, same building but disney shut them down some years later yeah. nothing to do with me uh, that came out on pretty much everything including on live that was around in 2010 and uh, yeah, I think it was a Games with Gold game at some point because I have it in my uh, my Xbox library. I did reinstall it um, on in the not too distant future. And a few things, it, it hasn't had any kind of Xbox One X backwards compatibility enhancements. So a few things age it. Uh, I think it's a 30 frames a second game and it does look a bit kind of grainy. Um, but yeah, it's still definitely got a lot to like about it. Uh, I remember some uh, some yeah genuinely <clears throat> adrenaline fueled races, some of those final laps with the uh, the carnage kicking off all around you. Yeah, uh, I definitely think there's obviously that studio is no more, but something conceptually similar to that on current tech would uh, would potentially go down a treat. But maybe yeah. like loads of well, I mean there aren't many arcade races around anymore. No, but the ones not. that are they there's kind of there's almost it feels like there's destruction in everything now because it's something that you can do because of the <laughs> right. power of current tech but yeah the actual the idea of tracks actually changing shape and you de deliberately detonating large areas of concrete and things like that to to change the track it was there there's some real neat concepts in there yeah no i i really love split second um i i it definitely took over like a week or two of my life back at the time. Um, mm. I didn't get it when it was new. I got it uh, used at a GameStop, I believe. But um, yeah, it just I've I've always been far more into the arcade racer than the than the Sims. Um, yes, yeah, uh, it just like I I think the Sims are are super impressive. They're, they're just not for me. Um, yeah. which is why mm. like a Forza Horizon is a nice balance. Um, but I but I I I much more prefer your your split seconds, your burnout paradises. Um. Things like where the cars are not real cars; they're just named like real cars. Yeah, like, um, I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah me too. Um, yes, yeah, so it generally was... means that the the license holders of the cars don't have the same protectiveness about showing them as being dangerous vehicles. Exactly. So yeah. you can show them being destroyed, blown up. Yeah, there's smashed, some whatever. Yeah, there's there is something still as much as I love Forza Horizon Four. Like like I'm driving a Volkswagen Jetta at 140 miles per hour, it straight into a tree, and the and the and and maybe the head bulb is busted. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, but not in split second. No, split second. Um, uh, yeah, everything blows up. Uh, but you know, it's it's a uh, really uh, scratches that that burnout itch. Um, and I I do think there's room for that. And I and I'm not sure. How well the Burnout Paradise Remaster did, but um, mm. it seems like well, the arcade racers that have been coming out over the last couple of years have been real kind of throwback to retro stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, so yes. it'll be interesting to see if there is an era where there are. It, will we get to a point where there is more of a throwback to to something like this? Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and may they have similarly dramatic or uh, yeah, yeah, kind of uh, distinctive soundtracks because I think that was. I think uh, I'm not saying there hasn't been good use of licensed music. I, I'm often found listening to the classical stations in Forza Horizon and mm. sometimes the pop. But uh, but I think there is something to be said for Ridge Racer series bespoke Japanese madhouse soundtracks. Yeah. And uh, and things like Mark Canham's split second music there where they've gone for a, a vibe that is, you know, perhaps more grand than the kind yeah. of the, the, than they could have gone for to make it sound you know very serious and mm -hmm. and very kind of 
um, portentous, whereas yeah. they could have gone for something much more kind of, well, hey, you know, funky, fun, zany, wacky, extreme yeah. sports or whatever. But yeah, I quite like the the sort of at least just having a, a direction and that isn't necessarily the one you expect. Yeah, uh, I think the, the early Need for Speed games were like that in a lot of ways, uh, where I, I think it was before... Before the Grand Theft Auto 3s of the world where like licensed music was just mm. like almost expected um, mm. from these big titles like like uh, the early Need for Speed games had their own, you know, house soundtracks, you know, imitating mm. pop stuff, imitating rock stuff. But like it, it was always interesting to kind of see what what a composer would do with that versus just, you know, getting a few tunes from from known bands. Well, Brian, we're almost there again. Unbelievable. Another, How does another time sound of play? It yeah. really does. Yeah, uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me again. Thanks for having me. Thank you to our community contributors as well. Keep those requests coming over at canandrince.com slash forum. Find the sound of play folder or subfolder. Don't know what the correct terminology is, but go to the forum. Why not? There's uh, friendly gamers there. People like minded who also are passionate about video games and generally not mean and nasty about them at all either or to each other. And that's the, the key thing in an online community these days. Now, <laughs> what is what the heck? Uh, I remember Balls 3D or Balls sometimes as it's known. It's also got a subtitle on the box art. which Yeah, is I can't remember what it is. Something so. goofy. Uh, the think this game came up when we had dan clark on but i can't remember if it was the mega drive show or if it was another fighting game there was some reason that he wanted to talk about balls and (laughs) (laughs) and uh this is a game that i paid virtually no attention to at all Uh when it came out in 1994 because it looked silly oh yes it is silly um i but you're are you a fan is this actually something that you've brought (laughs) Because so, you like it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, so it was one of those things that I was, I think I was like 11 or 12. I don't remember how old. And I got this from an aunt for my birthday. Like, ah. And I think it was one of those things that she was just at a, a local like right. Sears or Walmart. And there was a bin of new video games. And she was like, Brian likes video games. Yeah. And just like got it. Um, I remember being perplexed. I remember laughing out loud when when she gave it to me, um, not out of like this, but like but I but I was like, you know, I read I read Nintendo Power, you know, I read EGM yeah. like like and I got this game. And I didn't know what this was. I'm like, what? I've never even heard of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. It's a, it's a fighting game. It's like a yeah. it's it's actual 3D models on a 3D space. And they're all made of they're made of these like kind of balls balls yeah they're made of balls like like, they look almost like styrofoam balls that you would make like crafts out of but um but yeah Mm. so and then and then you're fighting each other there's absolutely no difference to any of the characters they're just different colors and they do have special moves like you can do a hadouken and like do a tornado and like this came out three years after street fighter 2 folks yeah oh yeah um this game this game is something if you haven't haven't heard of this game or haven't seen just go watch like a uh, like a let's play of a fight or something it will mostly be somebody shout laughing over the top of it, it it's a ridiculous right. game um and like even like i think it just knows what it is so well like the, like the op- the title screen music has like like weird like ladies moaning in it and like also it's like it's <laughs> it, it's just an odd odd thing um but i remember what i remember when i first played it i remember thinking that the fight music was pretty badass and and i and i stand by that i think it's i think the music is pretty good it almost 
this song in particular sounds like a Mega Drive song to me that was somehow yes. poured yeah, over. I think it was lead platform Mega Drive, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah it, it sounds like the, the SNES like a trying to do that kind of like, yeah, I guess like I that, think so. the harder style. And uh, I had it on the SNES, so that's why I picked this version. I'm sure the, I'm, I bet the Mega Drive version is even better, but this is the, this is the one this I know. This is your version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um, wonder, actually, because Jason Scher, or Scher, who was a composer, he only did, uh, according to what information I can find, he did five soundtracks, all uh, Genesis, or one, uh, he did the sound for Sewer Shark on the yeah, Sega CD yeah. as well. But yeah, Techno Clash, uh, Pink Goes to Hollywood, Chakan the Forever Man, and Bulls 3D fighting at its ballsiest. Yes. That's right, with a Z uh-huh. or a Z for the Americans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me even if uh, he didn't actually convert this music to, obviously, he's still the composer, but given that he was, and, and that's his career as far as I can yeah. tell, like that's his video game music career, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody else actually made this work on, uh, on the right. Famicom yeah. or the SNES. God um, knows if you've got a Japanese release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like th- the reason that I picked this song, not to be too heady or weird about it, but like, like I like when I was thinking about like I was gonna pick songs for this episode based on the song the games I was recently playing because I was pretty jazzed about 2020, which seemed like it was gonna be a light year, and now I have all these games that I love from it, and I kind of got yeah. started picking all these songs, and I kind of started thinking about this, and like like if you told me that this afternoon that I was gonna somehow get a advanced copy of Cyberpunk, and I was gonna have to get the whole afternoon to play it by myself. Or if you told me that I was going to get the whole afternoon and you were just going to plop me in my basement with my SNES and my copy of Balls 3D, either <laughs> option, I'm just like, well, that's an awesome afternoon. So like, like video <laughs> games are just great and they're weird and they're ah uh, and and they make us they give us memories for sometimes reasons that you don't even quite remember. It's just funny moments and and the fact that I can go back to a YouTube video of Balls 3D the music and listen to this and get that wide smile on my face is just like, man. Video game, video games are awesome, <laughs> and so so that's why I picked Balls 3D because it popped in my head. I laughed out loud and I said, "This, there's nothing that probably quite represents me more than <laughs> than an emotional track 3D Bulls. F- from a from 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 a game that I will go down as an all timer for me, and the fight music from Balls 3D fighting at its ballsiest." So I uh, figured we might as well put that in there too. I don't think we can end this show any better than that. <laughs> So uh, we'll bid you farewell and uh, we'll see you next time on Sound of Play 280. Until then, this is Fight Music 1 from the Mighty Balls. (laughs) 